Good afternoon and welcome to the Small Business Cheerleader podcast. I'm Nicola from NW Marketing and I'm joined by the amazing Alana from Our Tone Wellness in Perth. And we're here today to talk about leadership and what it means for you and how you can use it to grow your business and provide an A-team. So Alana, how are you? Very well, thank you. I'm so um, stoked to be here. I'm really, thank you so much for having me. I'm a, I really appreciate it. That's okay. I'm really looking forward to it because leadership is something that is so important in small business, in what well, in any business, but especially getting the right team together, engaged team for small business. So I think it's imperative that um, you have had so much um, experience in this in this area. So I'm so glad you can come and talk to us all about it because a lot of people are only new to this and want to know what the best things are. So let let introduce yourself a little bit and how you came to be um, where you are now and how leadership came into your life? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm a mum of two and my business actually started as a home salon. So I was just doing um, hair while the kids went to school. So just a few hours here and there, but I just did find that one, uh, the low-tox offering that I was um, providing was very popular. Um, I sort of started it for my own, own selfish reasons of not wanting to be with the toxic chemicals all day, every day, and turns out, you know, other people uh, want safer options as well, which was beautiful. Um, so, yeah, I just was at home all the time, you know, uh, from because the kids, when they went to school, I was home doing hair, and then when they were at home, I was home with them and all that. So the business grew. I went commercial, um, but doing that meant that I needed help. So I needed a team because I couldn't raise a family and be in a salon, you know, five to seven days a week, whatever it was going to take um, to get this baby off the ground. So uh, I bought a salon that already had a few team members. And uh, my first year was a real test. Um, I'd never had team before. Um, so yeah, you could say I got a real uh, crash course in, in HR and leadership skills. And the first year I, I failed miserably. Um, I ended up after one year um, alone in my salon doing the work of three seniors and trying to hire staff, trying to answer phones, trying to book appointments, trying to tidy up, do everything. Um, so it was a real journey. And from there, I think once you hit the bottom, um, the only place to go is sort of up. So um, yeah, I learned really, really quickly um, how to build that. So roll on four years from there and I work purely um, on the business now so I don't have any clients in the salon anymore I will only go in when I choose or if I want to fill in for someone when they're sick or whatever um, just to get my hands in there um, but yeah so I, I sort of did that quick turnaround um, yeah and, yeah. and got to myself to where I am now. Yeah, that, that's amazing because I was in a similar boat. I know exactly how that is where, you, you know, you're running everything yourself as a solopreneur as such and you grow to be really busy. You then take on, turn it into a, into a business or a company and um, you think, wow, that's great. I'm busy. I'll just get people on. And, and I tell you, the more the zeros go up in your revenue, the more the zeros go up in your problems because 
it just really becomes an issue of getting the right people in. And, and even if you do have the right people, it's it's about what are the structures for them? How do you set them up to grow? What are their, you know, how are you training and, and HR? And it, it becomes a big thing. Um, so let's start with what do you look for when you're hiring staff? From your experience now in running salons and now being out of the salons but seeing it um, from the outside, what do you look for when hiring staff? Yeah, so uh, what I look for is um, number one is values and personality. So um, I I was always thinking and thought that it was skills because I'm a skills-based uh, business. Um, hairdressing is a four-year apprenticeship, or three now, but um, so I was always looking, you know, everyone's always looking for the most upskilled person, but I found that you can always teach skills, but you can't teach values and personality. So um I'm very big on um, meeting and even if I have to meet with them multiple times and ask, you know, the right questions to find out what their attitude's like, what type of person they are, you know, if they're a team player, um, you know, and just being being able to be reliable and being um, part of a team that feels, um, you know, that they're not just a number in the business so that they have an actual role in there. Um, you know, I've I've hired all kinds of hairdressers and the ones that work out the most are not necessarily the most skilled and I've been more than happy to train the skills required. Yeah, 100%. And, and that's what I've learned coming up as well. And also from business coaches I've had when going through the processes and systems phase that you can teach uh, skills, but you're right, you can't get those value, those um, aligned uh, staff. And that's how uh, we've taught and we try and teach our clients here when, when learning uh, their marketing message and trying to get their business identity, that it comes down to your core values because that comes across in your messaging in marketing, but that also brings in aligned clients and aligned staff because they know who you are, what you stand for and what you won't stand for. And I think that that is one of the um, first steps to uh, leadership, isn't it? Really being clear on this is what we are, this is what we stand for, and you're either on board or you're not. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to performance reviews as well, you tend to be um, judging them against your core values because how were they fitting in? How were they performing against what you've originally set up? And then it doesn't become as personal because you can say, look, it's just not working. You're really just not an aligned fit with us. Um, and it comes a little bit, um, not easier, but um, it's a lot more structured in how you set those things up, I've found anyway. Absolutely. And like you say, it, then it stops it being a personal problem and more um, an issue that can go either way. So you can actually help reform a team member from actually leaving you know because they can see what they're doing wrong because it makes the communication a lot more clear so they know their clear boundaries and expectations of what you expect of them and what you and what they expect of you so um yeah getting that message right in the first place before you even look at hiring a team member um you know the most important thing to do first is um be clear on what your values are what you know what your commandments are what you will and you won't stand for in your business before you can then take on anyone else because you need to be able to communicate those things and be a united front in in that yeah, yeah. 
That's exactly right. Um, I've worked with a lot of tradies in in this realm. You know, when we work together, trying to get you know their culture right and and trying to get that together. And I know um, it, I did some work with a concrete um, a concreter who was doing extremely well, but was finding it really hard to get aligned staff. Obviously, you know, apprentices and 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 um, going up from there. But um, he would do a survey before they even got through um, the process and would ask questions. And one of them made me laugh. It was asking if um, a waiter gave you the wrong meal, what would you do? And he gave them three um, three responses and they had to pick one as a way of um, just sort of seeing, you know, how they would react in certain, uh, uh, certain circumstances. Um, and that worked well for guys who were not really, you know, uh, that keen to write a whole heap, but you could really get clear. So the same thing with if you're clear, you will have a lot easier time in making sure that your team know where you're at. And that's what I spend a lot of time working with clients on is getting them clear on that because that's the start. Once you get the foundations, the rest can can be worked on and can be grown and learned. But the, the beginning of your business is what I, I think it's about. And as you said, you've done that too. And, and I, I it shows because, you know, you've been able to grow and get outside of your business um, from hiring the right people. And that's yeah. what it's all about. We should all be able to hire the right people to step outside of our business and start working on it and having the right team to back us up. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, so when we're looking at that, we're talking about leaders. What? Um, so, how do you become a good leader in your books? How would you um, advise people to look at? How do you become a good leader? Okay. So, I think it's an inward journey, a hundred percent. So, you need to focus more on yourself than anything else. Um, so, it's all about your own mindset. You know, you can only um, you and and abundance really. I mean, you know, you get more of what you focus on. So. As long as you've got a positive or the right mindset where you're attracting the right people that you deserve and the and you know where you're going and you know your values, you're going to get more of that. You're going to see more of that, you know. So um, definitely um, self-development is where it's at, you know. Like um, I didn't get good team until I was worthy of them by being a lot more open in my mindset of what's possible um, and being flexible um with that as well so um not just being so rigid that you know you can sort of you have an end destination and you feel like there's only one path to get there you know oftentimes you've just got to take steps forward and go hang on this candidate might be a really great person they don't quite fit the role but could I make the role fit them you know and there might be other ways of of getting there especially in in the world as it is now I mean employment is like trying to find staff at the moment is near impossible. So um, I think flexibility is um, huge at the yeah. moment as well. And I think that comes down to trusting your staff too, knowing that you're, you're, you're getting the right types of people who should they have to... Um, you know, if there is flexibility, you know that you're not being taken for a ride, you know that you can say, okay, today we're doing this, tomorrow that, and you know they've got it. Yeah, um, yeah. And I know that luckily we, with my industry, a lot of it can be done at home, of course. So yeah. we're putting a lot of trust in people, you know, managing their time and creating that. But the more I find that people are along on the journey, which is a, a lot of other work that we do following on from the values is the, um, the vision mission, isn't it? About yeah. saying, well, this is where we're going to take this business and this is what we're going to achieve by when. And we want you along 
as part of that and how are you going to fit into that journey and people are more likely to buy in if a leader has a vision don't they of where they see the business going um, because they will come along for that ride if they believe in your values and where you're going with your business and and as long as you're in there in buying into their needs and wants as well so it's got to be in my book a win-win-win situation so a win for me personally a win for my business and a win for them so um, often, like I have meetings weekly with my team, one-on-ones, and we have monthly team meetings. But the one-on-ones is really to check in with them and I give them exercises to um, make sure that they're looking not just professionally but personally, however I can help them develop um, and get to where they want to be by the end of the year, you know, like set goals for themselves personally and professionally to make sure that we've got milestones and we're meeting um, along the way. So, you know, I, I get what I want. I have my goals for the salon, which I want them to buy into, but I also then need to do that for them in return. Yeah, no, 100%, um, 100%, because it's not just training and you're not just filling in dollars to make sure you're hitting your training quota. It's about really being invested in the growth of your staff. Yeah. Um, I know that that we are and we have exactly the same things, like you're saying, the weekly meetings and and, and goals for them to have personally on where they want to see themselves yeah. and how I can help them in that journey. Because um, one of our core values is own your own journey. So when they come into work, Work with me they know that they're in charge of their journey and they need to ask and we need to be responsible as a team to allow them to do that yep. because I think that's the only way to grow them and I sort of grow them wanting them to to go where they are into whatever that next version of them looks like and it might not be with me but yep. um because I might not have that growth opportunity but I want to know that I gave my part to them to get there and that means more to me as a business owner than you know wanting to stifle them to keep them because I know that won't work we have to be honest the more we stifle them the more they'll leave anyway so it's growing them and hoping that they'll be able to grow with your business um, and then you'll be able to have long term without all that staff rotation because it can be hard and that I mean that affects you as a leader too doesn't it in, in the right. mindset if you've got staff turnover that is hard to cope with yeah it is because you've almost got to go back before you can go forwards again, absolutely. But yeah, 100% right, um, you know, with wanting to grow, you need to be able to have the want to grow your team and it could be past your own business, you know? So, and, and I'm all for that as well, you know? So um, the girls know that they're, they're on a journey and everyone, look, the reality is everyone's leaving. It's just a matter of when, right? Like, so once, once you come to terms with that, yeah. You're okay, you know, and that, that's you included. It could be you as a business owner included, right? Like nothing yeah, forever. Who knows? I mean, nothing is guaranteed and growth is infinite. So anything can happen. I mean, we take on um, interns into our business every six months and um, only one so that we can really focus because our focus is growth for them because it's, it's a relationship. So I want them to get the most out of it so that they can then go on to their next thing. And I know I've given 
given something back. So I think that's where growth is the word, isn't it? As a leader, it's our growth in our mindset, our growth in never stopping to learn as a leader and then never stopping to want our team to grow. And I think the more you get into that mindset and, as you say, you're not structured so much that you've got blinkers on, um, you're more open and, and that openness allows you to invite more into your world. And why would you not want that? That's that's what I can't understand why people, no, this is what we do. This is how it's always been done. And then the next thing you know, you're being overtaken by everyone in your industry because they've been open to what's out there. And yep. leaders have to have their eyes on everything. That's what Absolutely. I think. And, and that's, why you must, that's why you need to get from working in your business to on it effectively because otherwise you're too head down, bum up that you'd, you you know your way might have been good 10 years ago but I can guarantee like I bring new people into my team and they have way better ways of doing things like I'm I'm a big picture person so I'm like this is what I want doing but I'm terrible with the details I can't even organize like the stock order to get to get sorted properly on my own it's not my, my not my skills but that alone, it just says it, doesn't it? Because the business owners are normally the visionaries. That, yes. That's what we are. We're the visionaries and we need to be that to enable growth and to keep ourselves uh, consistently um, innovating. Whereas you need an integrator, which is that person that loves those details yeah. and wants to make sure you, well, basically they kick us up the ass yeah. because they're like, yeah, I get that. That's a wonderful vision. I get all that. But have you done X, Y, Z? It needs to be done by Friday. I know, you know, like, like, let's get this. You're killing my flow here. <laughs> yeah, like, no, but I'm I'm creating content and it's, oh, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, I know it's awesome. But have you done everything to make sure it gets out on time? Yeah, yeah, but I'm still writing it. So this is this is what the main thing. If people can make a decision, you don't have to be a visionary as a business owner. You can be the integrator. But yeah. if that's the case, you need a visionary. Absolutely, you yeah. Need someone. So there are two positions. So like I, I normally say to my people, pick one. Don't be both. Pick one and get someone else to back you up. Yeah, 100%. And that's the thing. That's part of, I guess, finding the right person is also knowing yourself so well, again, back to that self-development that, you know, um, you like, I don't need another chief. I don't need someone to rival my thinking. I want someone to compliment and pick up the bits that I miss, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's it. And it's the same with staff. Um, like we've, um, I mean, you're probably like me, you've read a million leadership books and you've, you've done everything you can. And I know yeah, yeah. Bren- Brene uh, Brown, Dare to Lead is my favourite book um, when it comes to just really getting into that vulnerability of dealing with staff. And and you're probably the same as me, yet having more so being in, in the salon industry, but with COVID and dealing with lockdowns and dealing with staff and anxiety. And, and you're going to have to lean into that and sometimes just say, look, I don't know, like Brene Brown says. Sometimes I just don't know, but we're going to do it and we're going to work through it. And knowing that your staff know that you've got their back, um, I think is a major one. Now, when we're talking about working on the business, so I want to talk to you about how you managed to transition from being day-to-day in the business to beginning to be that visionary looking and working on the business. How did that look for you? Yeah, so... um... 
I'm I'm someone that can't really um, take my time. When I make my mind up about something, I want it like yesterday. So I'm that person that just goes right. I don't want to. I don't want to be here anymore. I've got other things. Like I need to. Like seriously, running a salon um, and having two kids. I really wanted my job to be part time at the most anyway. Um, but when you're sort of doing the admin and payroll, which I enjoy doing, by the way, which is why I don't hand it over, um, you know, prep team meetings, um, deliver team meetings and individual meetings. When I do my social media content and, you know, training, I've got an apprentice that needs training and um, seniors that need training and all those things, that in itself is the job. So when I had a clientele on top of that, um, I really struggled um, as my team grew. And the only way my team grew was by me not being on the floor, by me being more present as a business owner and there for them. Because when I'm just in my own lane doing my clients, the, the staff get left to their own devices and that's when, um, you know, the wheels fall off. But um, I did step down gradually. So um, I went from maybe five days to three, you know, and I started just removing myself gradually. But I'm a rip the band-aid off kind of a girl. I could only do that for so long. I'm like, oh, I want to retire off the floor. I want to retire. So I did that for a, a, a short time. And then I'm like, right, I'm just going to take myself away and see what breaks. <laughs> Look, I mean, ultimately, that's the only way to know. I mean, it's like that whole throw it at the wall and see what sticks thing. If yep. you remove yourself, it'll be immediate what, what needs to be plugged. Yeah. What, what you need to have someone in there to look after or what you need to. The one thing that helped me the most in making that transition out um, was making sure there was processes in place. Yes. As soon as I worked out that processes were the key for me in making yep. sure that everyone knew what everything was supposed to be happening without having to come to me, it became, yep. it just lifted off. People were yep. making their own decisions based on what the processes and also what our values said. Because yep. one of our values is no drama ever. So if any client starts bringing in drama or if one of the other staff members starts bringing in drama, my senior staff are like, yeah, nah, yep. we're, that we're not about that. So I'm not going to get engaged in that because one of our values is we don't let our energy go to drama. So, yep. you know, that's, again, having those things in place from the beginning will allow you to step Absolutely. Step. Sometimes, though, I think when you've been so far in your business like me, like it was just me, yeah. and then um, you haven't, one, had time to develop the systems, and two, if you're kind of like me, I didn't realise what systems I needed in place. Like there are some, absolutely. You know, yeah. there's a client journey and there's some back-end stuff that absolutely. But it's not till you step away and you get these blooming problems that you're like, oh, man, yeah. like really? <laughs> really? Um, so I would have a I would have a um, a notebook, and at the end of the day, they they'd always have to check in with me at the end of the day and let me know how the day went, and um, they'd have to do like a problem outcome sort of um, scenario. So I was always putting the solution back on them to the best of their ability, you know, unless it's like the blood fire rule where like if it's an emergency, let me know. If it can wait till the end of the day, however, write down what the problem was and how you would best solve it um and nine times out of ten like you know when they're coming to you wanting to know like how to change the cartridge in the printer i'm like yeah i don't know that any more than you guys do like 
<laughs> and the more removed you get. I know that sometimes now with social stuff, because I'm more removed and I'm doing more of my own, not as many client um, client accounts, yeah, um, yeah. they'll one day, you know, one of the girls will be off or something will happen and I, I step in and I go, oh, I haven't done that for a while. How does that work again? Or there's been a new update or like the iOS thing updated. Now it hates Facebook and you're like, what the hell? Like used to be great before. So yeah, it's really um, about keeping on top, but not being in everything. Hey, allowing them some room to make their own decisions. They'll make some bad ones. We know that. But you've got to be okay with that. And they won't learn if they don't because they'll never feel confident enough to do it and they'll always come to you for that response and that you'll never get out. People do love that and people get stuck in that, I find. They like having the say, whereas I'm like, yeah, micromanaging is not my jam. No, no, not at all. You can't scale. If you micromanage, you will not scale and that is final. You just won't scale because micromanaging does not live in a scaled business model. I also found that I stopped upskilling in my trade as well so that... I couldn't take, like, I physically just couldn't take on the work. I was like, oh, yeah, the girls know how to do that haircut or that blow dry. I haven't learned that. (laughs) That's exactly like me. I get that's what I was just saying with the the social stuff because it changes so quickly. And because I spend my time growing their knowledge in all of this, um, I step back in exactly like you said. And I'm like, well, how did... Six months ago, that was, you know, like what the, and they'll go, look, Nicola, you do this and you do that and you do that. I'm like, oh, my God, have I lost my brain? And I'm like, no, I just, it's not my jam anymore. I've been doing other stuff. Your brain goes to different things, doesn't it? Yeah, Yeah, I know. It really does. And And I think, so what would be, do you reckon, a final tip for someone that might be on the verge of, well, thinking or maybe even... Um, just to go back a step, even a CEO day is something that I still think a lot of small, smaller businesses should start with. Yeah. The day where it's about you, about growing your business, about growing your knowledge, just one day, start with that, see what that looks like, see how you can grow. And then bit by bit, you can outsource, you can get a VA, you can start like that sort of um, size. Yeah. And so you don't have to if you don't want to jump straight out because people get scared and they're like, well, you know, how am I going to make money if I'm stepping out and I'm not doing the work? Um, you know, you have to sort of get in there. Well, yeah, it does make you very vulnerable, like me as a hairdresser, because my cl- my business was me. So for me to remove myself, there was that vulnerability that clients would stop coming. And I actually, some actually did because they were only coming for me, but I was okay with that because uh, the proof's in the pudding that my business has grown month on month, year on year since I've removed myself from the floor. So I've got to be okay with that that balance. But It comes back to, like, I started doing, like, a family tree, if you would, of my business. So when it was me and I was like, okay, what's all the positions that I do? And I started to nut those out. So there's a senior stylist position. There was a receptionist position. There was this and that. And I would branch them out and go, okay, which one would I outsource first or which one would I love to, you know, help with most? And it might be that you never take your hands off the wheel and that's, perfectly okay but um yeah if you you can't grow and you can't make um passive income without 
team, no. right? So at some point, if that's your if that's your end goal, then you know you've got to look at that. But coming back to your values and um, you know what you will and won't stand for, and what your mission is, and being really clear on who your ideal client is and what your ideal message is and who you serve and how will help you then be able to develop the right team going forward because they will then have to fit in with that mould. And, you know, you can identify what it is you want, what traits and characteristics you want in a team member, but also they can then have a really clear picture of whether this is something that they would like to work in. See, people forget that people are drawn to work to with you so they might be making that decision based on what you're putting out there so you in a good way you can be self-selecting because they will not put the application in because they don't like the vibe of of what you're about it might not be them and that's perfect that's what you want so you know that whole self-filtering thing of people saying you know like people know they want to work with apple because they know exactly what that means And yes, they have multiple, multiple billions to get that word out there. But it doesn't mean you can't still have that same certainty in what it is that you are and and what it is that you're about. I mean, in your industry, that shouldn't stop you. A hundred percent. And look, like my industry is so ambiguous as well. Like you can go to a job interview and if it's not really clear on who, what you stand for and who your ideal client is and who you're going to serve, you can go and apply for a job and get interviewed and they're like, yeah, we need you. Yeah, I need a job. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And within a few months, they're a terrible employee because they, they're like, this is not what I signed up for. Like, because yeah. oh, the, the business wasn't clear what it was about in the first place. And I think when you get very clear, it makes it a very easy transaction both ways. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's definitely. And when you're doing that comes down again to a step lower with regards to your job description yep. and your how you reflect your business in that job description and how it looks. And, uh, again, I work with a lot of clients in that realm, especially uh, trades businesses trying to attract attract clients, uh, clients, uh, staff, you want them, your job description needs to say what type of person you're chasing, what's the vibe of where they're going to work, what can they expect from you as an, as an owner of the business, you know, what can, are they going to be able to grow, is there, you know, so yeah, it really comes down to how you word those job descriptions as well to make sure you're filtering out um, those that yeah. will not fit. So, And we're dead lucky now with video as well, like, so if you're advertising, video as much as you can so people people get attracted to people, like people buy from people as a buy-in for a job. Um, show them the team and the salon and you and speak, you know, once they hear you speak in your language and how you, um, you know, whether you're excited a certain way or, you know, what your values are will come through on video, like rather than like, the good old newspaper on the, you know, Saturday morning newspaper little uh, article. It's, it's changed and it's changed for the better. And also the socials. I know so many people um, that apply for internships with me or or for other places that have just stalked the socials. Yeah. Um, what are they like? You know, what what what's their tone of voice like? Does it look like a place and people are like, oh, I really love your vibe. I, you know, I really wanted to come and learn from you. And that's what you want. You want people to get that so that they're already invested before they've even um, started. They can see themselves there. They can see their journey. And that's going to already just be a fantastic start to um, a working relationship. So 
use those tools you've got like you said your video get sure your socials are good you know a lot of advertising for physicians are through socials now because of that exact reason people will tag someone or people will um you know make sure that yeah Yeah. that's probably the other tip isn't it even before you're ready to hire make sure that you've got a consistent message presence and your message and uh, yeah like I said before I do any work with clients on advertising or recruiting or you know sales pages it's what's your foundations what's your vision mission your core values and your ideal client your avatar what are their problems how do you solve it sort that out first and then the rest will happen because like we said you're then open and then you're going to welcome stuff in that's aligned. If not, you're just going to be banging your head against a wall because no one knows what you're about. No. And you will get those consistent bangs of people who just want a job or just follow you. And they're like, who is? No, this isn't what I thought they were because they don't get that consistent messaging of what you're about. Yeah, And, and- um, you don't see, there you go. We're talking about leadership, but it always comes down to messaging and it always comes down to who you are and knowing that. So yeah. it's, it's, it's all intertwined and people forget that, that it is very intertwined. And once you get one aspect nailed, the rest flow. Yeah, yeah. they just Absolutely, flow. absolutely right. They forget that. Oh, my gosh, I could talk all day about this because, um, yeah, it's one of my favourite topics. And um, uh, another book that's great is Rocket Fuel. Um, if you haven't read that one, I think it's Gina. Is it Gina Wickman? Um, yeah, so um, that one's about um, setting up your hierarchy in um, business and making sure you've got, like we were talking about, that um, list of jobs and positions and where it all sits and making sure the hats of who's wearing what um getting that sorted um is something that yeah gino wickman uh rocket fuel by gino wickman uh fantastic read for all business owners looking to make sure you set up your structures in regards to your staff and your jobs making sure you get it set up the right way before you start employing people. It just makes yeah, it yeah. have your little family tree set out. Your family <laughs> tree, yeah. And this is exactly what Rocket Fuel is about. It's just about creating that hierarchy of staff from your visionary at the top to your integrator, to your heads of each section, to those that report underneath, to those down the bottom and making sure you know who goes to who and who goes to what and how they all com- um, communicate it will change your life if you can, uh, if you're at that stage in particular, at that stage of employing and making sure you want to get it right. I would uh, highly recommend that book. Um, Alana, it's been awesome. Now, I want people to be able to find you because you're also looking at uh, mentoring shortly um, salon owners and getting into that space from all your years of experience as also um, our tone wellness in Perth. So, um, yeah, what um, best handles for people to sure. find you? So um, Instagram's best for me. So Alana J Nelson is my Instagram handle uh, to follow me personally. So um, that's if you want to learn more about um, business mindset and growing your business and mentoring. And Atone Wellness Perth is my hair salon if you love uh, low-tox salon experience. So we um, specialise in using low-tox products that um, work as good or better than um, any others, but it's a lot safer for the environment and for your own health and well-being. So, love it. I love it. Um, yeah, this um, this conversation is awesome, and I just hope that people can take little snippets away to start implementing into their business, even if it is just a CEO morning. 
-hmm. couple of hours on a Friday, just start implementing this into your business because you will be surprised at how much you can really grow your business if you know these foundational steps. And also you can hit up um, me if you want to start talking about vision, mission, value, uh, vision, mission, core values and getting those set up because that's something I'm passionate about as well. Because as we've talked about here, that's what starts this rolling. So the more um, clarity you can have on that, the more you will be able to hit up the other aspects of your business easily or easier than you would do without a bit, a bit uh, what is it less overwhelm is what I'm about so if we can do that everyone needs less overwhelm these days yeah, yeah. um <laughs> awesome Alana um well I'll get everyone to follow you online and thank you for all your your tips and best of luck with uh, your business and um I'm sure it'll smash major goals in the next year and um we'll uh keep the low tox going because that sounds great as well perfect awesome I'll speak to you soon bye thank you bye